Welcome to episode 10 of the Toronto Until Blue Jays podcast. I'm Steve Artabello with Theo Giordano and Anthony Harris. You can find our website, torontoontilt.com. You can find us on YouTube where the video will be posted. We're still at YouTube. We're on YouTube, allegedly still. Uh, of course, Toronto on Tilt. You can find the audio of this podcast everywhere that you stream podcasts. That's going to be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, literally anywhere. Uh, Breaker, Bleaker, Anchor, all of the things. Like, comment, subscribe, tell your friends. Twitter, at Toronto on Tilt. Uh, let's just get into it. It was an interesting week. Uh, boys, I guess we'll start with the game recaps. Okay, so on Monday, it was uh, Stephen Matt's day against Oakland, and it didn't go very well. It was classic Stephen Matt's where a lot of elevated pitches, a lot of hittable pitches, gave up a few home runs in the five innings, made up for those the five runs that he gave up. They lost uh, five to four. The offense was all right, but it was Frankie Montas outdid Steven Matz and he flipped out big time. Oh, he, yeah. pulled. he uh he he was telling Charlie, he's like, Yeah, I'm good. I can go out there for another inning. And then he's like, <laughs> No, you can't, you're out. And then he immediately spikes his glove and slamming everything in his sight. You know, gotta love the competitiveness, but uh stop giving up home runs. Yeah. Don't mind the fire. Like seeing a guy who's pissed off, but at the same time, like I mean Tanner Rourke used to get pissed off when he was pulled out of games, and Tanner Rourke was straight trash. Yeah, exactly. so rest in peace, Tanner Roark. Did he get released this week or was it? Oh, yeah, week? he they no, it, it he officially it cleared was last waivers because no one was going to claim that money and elected free agency. He got, yeah, he has 10 million to sit out the rest of the year, so that's nice. Yeah, no, great, great, so does great. <sighs> oh, okay, yeah, I guess Theo. I'm not happy right now, I'm just very annoyed with this whole situation. So am I, we'll get there. We'll go into uh, game two. Um, Jays win a game two on Tuesday without Springer again. And it uh, showed with the lifeless offense leading to a 4-1 loss against Oakland. Cole Irvin, masterful for the A's through eight innings. Just allowed one run. Uh, semi and RBI double was all the Jays got. On the pitching side, we saw another really disappointing outing for Anthony Kay. Uh, he blew up in the second inning, uh, giving up four runs. On the plus side, the pen, even with the injuries, continued to look pretty good. Thornton and Ty Tice uh, finished out the game without any damage or other relievers. So, another, you know, life, you know, without Springer, it's, it's at this point in the week on the Tuesday, it was that point where it was like, Springer's just tired still. Like, he's not that hurt. Yeah. And, and it turned out obviously not the case. It was infuriating. This was the part of the week where we're all sitting here being like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what's happening? Exactly. He's tired. He's tired. No, no, it was a scheduled off day. And, and oh, God. And, and for Springer, I would be so mad if the team was telling the media that he's a little tired. Like, that made him look like such a bitch. None and, of and he's ma- literally yeah. hurt. He's an injured person. And they're like, yeah, no, he's fine. He's being a little, you know. He's this whole rest. thing was handled so poorly. They're just so desperate to get him on the field, and they don't care about the consequences because he's their big guy, and they want to see him play, which is not the way to do things. Mishandled. Like I don't know if he was calling the shots and was telling them he was going to do. I, I don't know how this was handled, but it was mishandled. It, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter who was calling the shots; whoever it was was wrong. And I think but. it was the team, and I lean this way because I think it was Steve who said. They wanted to give Springer his Semyon moment. When Semyon went to Oakland, you saw all the promo they were running, how much they were talking about you know, his return to Oakland. He had that big series. 
They wanted that with Springer in Houston. They wanted him to at least have his bat in the lineup and have a big moment so that they could run it on the highlights all year. And I, I think a lot of it was the team and him mixed, but you got to be more responsible in the fucking May situation. Like, George yeah. is a super, like, competitive guy. You hear him talk, and he's like, I hate being on the injured list and all that. That's stuff. why I wonder who drove the boat here, and that's why it was so confusing because it seems like at – whoever was in charge wasn't on, on page with the other party. You yeah. know what I mean? Cause at no point did we ever know what was going on. It was just a whole bunch of misdirection. And then he got placed on the IL. And then I guess, uh, Tony, you picking up, uh, you know, Wednesday was, uh, that was the big comeback game where it was kind of back and forth for a while. And then the eighth inning, they score five runs without even hitting a home run. It was just hit after Pretty hit wild. after hit, putting the ball in play. Very anti blue Jays. The Monday game was kind of like that too, but yeah. I'd like to point out, we've seen that a few, we've had this conversation, I think, when we've seen that happen. I want to say that's like the third or fourth time where we're like, this is weird. This looks like the 2015 Blue Jays. You know what I mean? Where it was like, they didn't mind passing the baton. And you see it with Vladdy all the time. You don't necessarily see it with Bo as often. (laughs) Bo wants to be the hero with every hack. Every swing is the biggest swing of his career. Yeah. Yeah, those, the Granky at bats today were... Like you could tell he wanted to destroy those baseballs so badly. Uh, but yeah, no, it was a pretty, pretty wild game. Uh, entertaining though. Yeah, it's pretty good pitcher too. Lou Trevino, not bad. And they just knocked him around. That's a hell of a reliever. Yeah. And yeah. it was games you had to stay out for like the first two fucking sucked. You saw like the Monday game where they didn't pinch hit for Springer. Like, Oh my God. Like they didn't even plan on using him at all. Like you felt like you were, you were hoodwinked watching that whole game. And then the next night there was, you know, another loss. And at least they gave us an entertaining one to end the, the nightcap of that West coast trip. Yeah, no, that was that was a nice uh, it was a nice yeah to cap off the night games and staying awake to try to to try to watch the night games when they start at nine forty. Oh god! But they salvaged it as we get to the afternoon game. Theo? Yeah, on Thursday, uh, Jays won ten to four to secure the split against the A's. Ryu made his return from injury. Uh, wasn't really himself. Battled his control. Still got through five innings while allowing four runs. The offense picked up Ryu in a big way, scoring 10 runs, including homers by Simeon, Gritch, and Danny Jansen. Gritch also drove in uh, more Don't runs. let in- Danny get hot. That's what you've been preaching it, and we got to give you a little Progressing bit of Progressing to the mean. Yeah. Trying to be an average hitter. Yeah. Uh, Gritch, uh, you know, scored another double in the uh, sixth inning. He's still still hitting well. Um, and then Tioska made one of the worst errors uh, I've ever seen. The ball just went under his legs. Through his li- little league. Little yeah. league. And the worst part about that, I just want to say, watching that happen, like, as it built up live, was just like, oh, wow, look at Teoski. He's getting down on one knee. He's making the right play. Like, he's getting his body in front of the ball. Like, he's doing the fundamentals. Picks his glove up at the last second, and the ball, run, like, rolls under, and you're just like, what? How do you do all those things right and then do that? It was the perfect Teoscar game because, like, the yeah. next inning, he hits the two-run RBI yeah. single, and this it's is just it's what he is. He'll do that, this... but he'll he'll hit. So, yep. Uh, the bullpen again was good. Uh, version Pamps, uh, two scoreless innings, and a nice win on Getaway Day in a series that felt like the thing was the team was falling apart. We saw, I think David Phelps got hurt in one of those games. It might have been warmed up, didn't game. even get in. I think it was the night game. I think it was the comeback, the night game. Uh, I think it Phelps, was Wednesday, yeah. Yeah, Phelps warmed up uh, through, I think, two warm-up pitches, and that was it. 
called it. Uh, he ended up having, I think it's lat tightness. I believe that was uh, what they diagnosed him with. So that was a problem. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that where they come back from commercial on a guy warming up to start a game. I don't know the last time I ever saw that. It was pretty wild. Yeah, but... It was th- this bolt, like the, the amount of injuries is just, oh, God. It started to be when DeGrom was weren't throwing yeah. pitch between innings and in the back injury. The lat, his lat, actually, it was a, a lat injury that he had missed his last start because of flared up. Oh, that's not good. Nope. I mean, the Mets are the Mets. And the whole, you know, raccoon or rat thing was just, I they had a fun I know weekend. we're not a Mets podcast. And if you don't know what we're talking about, just, just Google it. Google, you know, Francisco Lindor and Jeff McNeil, because they definitely got into a fight in the tunnel. I like someone said it reminded them of the uh, John Gibbons and John uh, Donaldson. Oh, the Lily? When they got in that fight, Wait. and they were screaming. He's like, oh, it was my cologne. Oh, they were asking about my cologne. It wasn't a the fight. bat rack one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yo, he just chucked his bat into the dugout with people standing around. And Speaking of fiery Gibby, players. Gibby yelled at him, and then they said that it was, uh, yeah, some kind of cologne thing, and they had both the exact same bullshit where it was clearly, <laughs> like, it was clear that both of them just blew up. Both of them didn't actually hate each other, and it was like, okay, how can we just, you know, try to make this go away? Clubhouse leader Tulowitzki made sure nothing happened. Tula broke it up, kept it from erupting into something more. No big deal. I don't know. There is no Tulo on the Mets, though. See? No, there is not, unfortunately. And this is the problem. Anyways, I guess uh, back uh, back to the Jays, and then they headed to Houston without George Springer, who is on the I.L. Awesome. Great. Yeah, so Friday the score was ten to four in the other direction. Ten to four for the Astros. Uh, Jose Urquidy was lights out for seven innings. But really, this was a game where the Blue Jay pitching did not do their job. Ross Stripling kind of did what he always kind of does. He three two thirds, three earned runs, and it could have been a lot yeah. worse. He got really lucky on that Alvarez bases loaded strikeout looking. That curveball he threw to him was so far off the plate. He got very lucky with that. But then the bullpen came in and made it even worse. Ty Tice came in. Well, first Tim Mesa, two runs, <laughs> two earned runs. Ty Tice comes in, two earned runs, inning and a third. And then Dolis doesn't get one out, gives up two earned runs. And is now on the IL. Yes, that was his last appearance. Now he's on the IL. Calf strain, IL. Apparently he wasn't going to go on the IL because, again, this team, like, I get it. You know what I mean? The team, like, teams don't owe anyone in an accurate injury update blah 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 blah. the blue like this is this is ridiculous like if they say that a guy is fine just like i assume that you're gonna have to amputate you know what i mean because who's the last guy they said is fine that's actually been fine well ray i guess kind of you only missed like one start ryu missed a start but they said he wasn't gonna miss any they said he wasn't gonna miss a start and then he missed a start yeah, Ray, the they, they said were was like, fine and still missed a start. <laughs> the only guy they were like honest about was Merriweather, and they said he's going to be a few weeks away, and now he's out. Yeah, forever. that was the only that, one. Yes, never well, that, now Julian Merriweather is back to being Julian Merriweather, where it's just like, okay, he's awesome for like the seconds that we see him, and instead of being on like a backfield somewhere where he threw 103, we saw him like K and guys in the big leagues. Now he's just gone again. Yeah. But don't worry, like this bullpen just pumps guys out because AJ Cole's back and he's just striking dudes out because this bullpen is ridiculous. The the organization breaks pitchers and Pete Walker somehow gets them off the scrap heap and throws them out there and they work. Travis Bergen out here looking like 
fucking poor man's Jake McGee was a comparison I actually saw on Twitter. That was interesting. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I'll let you guys get back but, to but sp- Yeah, speaking of that stripling, how much do you miss Taiwan Walker seeing seeing stripling going out there? So, so much. Yeah. So, oh my, just to consider, like, being able to go, uh, and watching him for the Mets, like, be able to do what you would just hope he could do here, go five or six innings of competent baseball, you know, with this really offense nice. that at times can do things, you know, that'd be nice. Throwing up or Our rotation looks so much better with him right now, but it would. We can get into this Saturday game here. The Jays won eight to four, even up the series against the Astros. Matt's uh, made the start for the Jays better than his last few starts, but still not great. Uh, not got all a, his fault either, uh, yeah, though. That home run, pretty unlucky. Houston special. Yeah, you know we, that's just going to happen at that stadium with the, with the Alvarez home run. Uh, but he's defensive play is not made. Biggio again at third base with the double clutch should have been a double play leads to runs. That, you know what I mean? Like Matt's and the other two starts, those were bad. Those were those looked like bad Stephen Matt's from New York, and that was concerning. Both of those starts were con- the first one against the Nats. I wasn't super worried about because I'm like, okay, this is a team that's seen him a ton. The second one was just against Oakland was more just like okay. All right, this isn't great. And then this one against Houston, he looked like he was back. And then just, you know, again, unlucky. He had the the Houston special, the Crawford box home run. And then, you know, the play is not made defensively behind him, which that's going to be a theme. You look at it, though, six innings, five innings, or six runs, or three runs, five innings of work. You'll take it, yeah. Uh, offense did its job, though. Danny Jansen, Kevin Biggio in front of his dad both homered. Uh, Gritch hit a two-run double, and Simeon added one of the cheapest insurance home runs you're ever going to see, 349 feet. The expected batting average on that for stats people was 0-4-0. That's a home run. It was literally a home run in no other place other than Houston. It's like it's like the short porch at Yankee Stadium. It's the same thing. They deserved it, though. Like We needed that redemption. For no, them. it was amazing to have that happen back to them. Yeah. Uh, and then the pen, you know, battered, bruised, still doing its thing. Chatwood, Romano, Bergen, holding the Astros to one run over four innings. So, overall, it was nice to get at least that one game in the series. And and today, I guess, Tony, you can get right to it. I was super excited for Nate Pearson Day. Yeah, today it was Nate Pearson Day. We were super pumped. It was also Zach Granke Day. So, we were like, maybe we'll get some pitching, you know, back and forth. But Nate Pearson pulled an Anthony Harris today, wouldn't throw a fastball for a strike, <laughs> save his life, all over the place. He got the first out and then ball, 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 Six ball, straight ball, balls. Ball. Yeah. yeah, nonstop. Couldn't stop throwing pitches out. Fastballs that were not competitive pitches whatsoever. Uh, Bregman almost hit a home run in the first inning, but he got away with it. it well, that through. Bregman one, uh, the Bregman one was a good pitch because he just went up and into Bregman. You know what I yeah. mean? And, he, Bregman, and Bregman couldn't handle it and flew it out because – he knocked the bat out of Altuve's. Okay, so here's the thing about Nick Pearson. He does things like when he knocked, he literally knocked the bat out of Jose Altuve's hands with a fastball. And it's not like he threw it 102. It was 95, but he knocked the fucking bat out of his hands. When's the last time you've seen that in baseball? Seriously, when's the last time you've seen that? I don't know. Right? And Altuve might be struggling this year, but that's still Jose Altuve. Like, that's not something you see often. So that was infuriating, and he wasn't ready. 
And we were talking about it. Like, why did he get sent to the minors? What, he's just not good enough? Like, what the hell is going on? And then there was talk of a mechanical adjustment. And now, now you're kind of starting to see a guy who's working through something. And it's, it's quite apparent that he's working through something. And it also doesn't help, you know, when Rowdy Telez lets that ball go right through his fucking legs. Because pretty, that was pretty hard. That was a hard hit ball, though. No, no one likes fielding less than Rowdy Telez. It's very obvious. He does not Because that going through his legs was just infuriating. Because don't get me wrong, again, Pearson was bad. But that could have been a double play ball. Could have ended the inning. You know what I mean? And it's funny now we're getting to the point where you're like, yeah, Vlad makes that play. Vlad which is hilarious. A superstar. He's a gold glove right now. You see the jumps he was making? Some of the yeah. air Vlad out here? I expect him to make every play. That's how He's ridiculous right now. He's so good. But like with Nate Pearson, we kind of talked about this with Vlad and Pearson, right? Like Pearson had to be what was as advertised. And he's not right now. So now the interesting thing is what do they do? Because he's having the same control issues as last uh, last year in the majors, and you know we don't have the luxury of putting him down. We need to have him pitch up here because would we have more Tanner Roark when you bring him back? Like Ross Stripling outings, like these aren't any better. So he's got to just kind of learn this on the fly. And, and do you want to get right into Alec Manoa? Do you want to start talking building. about it right now? The hype, do you want to yeah, get right into it? The hype train has just been built to the absolute brim right now. We have to mention that Anthony K sucked again today too. Out yeah, of the bullpen, gave up three runs in two innings, and that could have been a lot worse if the Astros didn't run into out. Like they, it, like, it looked like Louis Rivera was at third base. We got to give yeah. Lourdes some. So I know we're going all over the place here, but okay. Lourdes deserves a little credit for the his arm. That flat footed throw he made on Saturday was ridiculous. You can say a lot of things about Lourdes Gurriel. The routes, the balls might not be the best. He might be a wildly inconsistent, hot or cold hitter. The dude has a hose. In left field. Yeah. And the fact that people to this day continue to test that is hilarious to me. And I get it. He's flat footed. And against most guys in left field, you're like, yeah, he's flat footed. I'm going to go take home. Especially when you're Miles Straw and you're that fast. That that throw was unbelievable. Like, absolutely unbelievable. But, we, but we the only arm it. I want to see more than that is Alec Manoa. But yes, we you can get just it. Just spew yeah. your Alec Manoa because you really are <sighs> bad this. Here's the thing. I wanted to see Nate Pearson first, and I you know, Manoa was great in spring training, but like I, I'm figuring how good is that really? You know what I mean? And then, of course, his first appearance in AAA, his first appearance above a ball that's not spring training, he goes six innings, strikes out 13, and doesn't walk a batter. Now he hit three guys. But wouldn't that be nice right now? I mean, couldn't you use that? I don't know. He has no. Ex- doesn't have much experience yet, though. He needs a, a little more, though. I'm so <sighs> nervous about any, especially like like Pearson. We saw how he looked in the minors and how it's transitioning. The thing with these minor league pitchers and comparing them to minor league hitters, minor league hitters usually come up and figure it out a lot quicker. Pitchers, it takes so much longer and. I'm at the point where when we get to that, we're at that window now, but when we're in the middle of our winning window, I just want to get a bunch of veteran pitchers and just deal with it like that. Well, that's ideally what's going to happen is by the time this team's really going, like Nate Pearson has struggled through, like he's figured, like he's had this season to essentially work it out. Cause here's the thing. Cause I, I know I'm getting excited about Alec Manoa and I know it kind of sounds like I'm like, Oh, Nate Pearson, 
throw him aside and this new shiny toy that's Alec Manoa. The truth is there's a reason Nate Pearson is the number two pitching prospect in all of baseball for a reason. Like there's a reason. And you saw it at times today. Like there were sequences and it would be a string of four pitches where you'd see him throw like two fastballs, 98 on the outside corner and dot it. You know what I mean? And then you'd see that big curveball or that 89 mile an hour wicked slider. Like you could see it. But you also have to realize this is a guy that's got, what, 111 like, minor league innings under his belt? And it's like I've talked about with Bo Bichette. You know what I mean? Like, like, here's the thing. Everyone gets really angry at Bo and his defense. Again, I keep saying this. Go look at Fernando Tatis Jr. Just go look at his defense. Phenomenally exciting, but look at his defense. It's the same thing with pitchers like this. And, and what Theo was talking about is minor league hitters. And everyone like Shulman was talking about it today in the broadcast. He's never struggled with command. It's because he throws a hundred and two. Sometimes guys are swinging before he's even, you know what I mean? Before he's even in his windup, guys are ready to swing. You saw Pearson too start with a lot of sliders. And I, I was not happy with that a lot. Cause it's like these assers are not going to swing at these. None of these pitches have been close. They're not going to swing at a first pitch. Slider. No team's going to swing at that. Exactly. I think think the problem that there is he threw so many fastballs early and he had no control of it that they went with another pitch to hope that he could. But at that point, I agree with you. Like you you can't you can't throw that because exactly. You know what I mean? When you're wild, you kind of have to throw the fastball until you get it over. And the most frustrating thing about that Nate Pearson start is even when he took he you could tell he was taking something off it because he's throwing 94 and 95 when he couldn't really like when he was out of it. And you were seeing guys not be able to square that ball up. Like you were starting to see the contact on the, on those fastballs. And those weren't full Nate Pearson that you started to hear about in the minor leagues of guys that just couldn't hit it. Yeah. Like even to their catcher, Houston, they, I'm, we said it before, like just yeah. throw them three fastballs down the middle. And he they threw him a fastball right down the middle. Couldn't get his. Couldn't and get exactly. Back. He was laid on. He fired it straight up into the air. Yeah. And, and to be honest, Jordan Alvarez, I hate because he should have been out twice because Nate fooled him twice on curveballs and he just blooped them into the outfield. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's that's why Jordan Alvarez, though, is a mutant who hits 340 and has gonna hit like 40 by like he's a mutant. <laughs> so like he like there's no really other way to put it. They're like he hits baseballs like 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 Vlad finally does. Remember when he came up and everyone like that was the year Vlad came up and everyone was like, okay, Vlad's gonna win the rookie of the year, or maybe Eloy, and then it was Jordan Alvarez, and it wasn't close. He's pretty ridiculous, and you saw it in this series. But <sighs> I guess long story short with Nate is this was infuriating. I don't know what's what they're going to do, if they're going to let him figure it out at the big league level. But this stuff is real. You know what I mean? And it, it if he's if he's working through the mechanical thing, that's a more encouraging reason for the wildness than – you know, injury. Yeah. Oh, you know what I mean? Cause him being like jacked up, super excited. Like I just got to go throw hard. That's, so that's part of that makes me wonder what he'll be like in start two when he can like just breathe because last, like last year in start two, he got hurt basically. Cause remember he said he was hurt and then tried to pitch again anyways. Right. Yeah. So that's maybe, maybe he does calm down and maybe you start to see the easy cheese. So, and again, Here's the thing. This is kind of where you're at with the Jays. Do you want to see Ross Tripoli or do you want to see Nate Pearson? Do you want to see Anthony K make starts? Like that, that's the problem. He was do you going, want to see those guys or do you want to see Nate Pearson try? 
yeah, if, if Anthony Kay was good, I don't think we'd be having, like, we could easily have him, you know, spend a month in the minors. Exactly. And, and if Hatch was healthy, like, these are things we don't I think have luxury of. The Hatch one is the big one. Because yeah. we all said it last season during the season, how good did he look? Really? And that he looked like a starter. Look great. So that that one's been a big pain for the team, but I don't know. We I'd be calm. Know, we should have your Do you want Winoa up right now, or do you think? I almost want to see it just because of how good he's been. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a nerd. I have the MILB TV package, so like I'll be watching his next start. Like I, I'll I'll literally watch the start. Um, but here's the thing: I watch Nate starts, and they don't have the strike zone thing, so you can't tell what's on the borderline. Again, Nate throws so hard that when you would watch him in Buffalo, it wasn't really fair because guys would just be swinging all over the place. Like he dominated them, and because you can't act, it's so different when you don't see the strike box. Like how little of like you kind of know what the strike zone is, but when he's just chucking heat and guys are swinging like crazy. And I'm assuming minor league umpires are giving him everything, every benefit of the doubt. That back in the day when he was coming through the minor leagues and he was doing those like two and five inning starts. Yeah. Cause he was, because he was also like, we haven't really seen Nate be Nate because when he's working, he, he he's not slow either. Like Nate gets it and chucks it a hundred at you. And it's, it's something to watch. Like, it's just, he gives me very much like Justin Verlander vibes, right? Like a guy who like when you saw him, when he was pitching, well, you haven't seen it in the big leagues yet. When he pitches well, there's a lot of swagger. There's a lot of strut. You know, there's a lot of K struts. Like when he gets guys, like he's feeling it. And that's, that's when you would see his velo go nuts too. Kind of like Justin Verlander. You'd when see the one get like stronger as the game went on. And exactly. And you saw it in it. this one too. Later in the game. Yeah. Set it, 98 like, a few times. Yeah. 50 pitches in, you started seeing 98, right? So it's, if he can harness that, he can get, into the sixth and seventh inning, and he's at 70, 80 pitches, right? Like, he's a freak like that. When I watched him in the minor leagues, he was the dude who got stronger later in games. You know what I mean? He's just, he, it, there's still a lot to be excited about because, again, he is that, he could be that guy. So we'll see. And Manoa, the reason I say this is just because, here's the thing, man. 13 strikeouts, six innings, no walks. Like, again, he hit three guys, but here's the thing. What are we going to watch? Let's straight up. Do you want to keep saying stripling? Because at this point, I'm kind of like, let's try and figure it out. Let's see what these guys are. Trade a pack of baseballs for Luis Castillo right now, the way he's going. Yeah, he stinks (laughs) now. So we can get him for Get him for nothing. (laughs) Yeah, the Reds aren't going to trade him because he's got more control left. So they'll just hold on to it. Hope he bounces back. Castillo's also like an even season, odd season. But you know what I mean? Yeah. He has like a year where he's like the Cy Young winner and then he can't figure it out. Yeah, that's exactly. That's what's happened. Yeah. Yeah. Every other year. My my problem is that they're going to, you know, just have to rush him up for necessity and fuck him over. And I really, as a guy who's excited about him too, I do not want to see two guys who are very excited about struggling in the major league level when they're not, you know, really ready yeah. for that yet. But like they were never planning on bringing him up this year. No, Manoa, see Manoa Manoa forced forced the organization's hand with what he did in spring and I like if he keeps doing this in AAA, I don't think there's going to be if like essentially if he is a second start like that first start, like if he goes 6 innings yeah. again and strikes out 10 more guys, what the hell do you think is going to happen? Yeah. Like yeah. the way this team needs arms and think about it, like with the bullpen as hard as they are, like 
I gotta find the tweet. There's there's only like four guys left on the forty man roster that are pitching. AJ Cole's gonna be making like setup appearances. Did you see how good he was today? I know. Actually? That's what I'm saying he's gonna be the guy. <laughs> he's already I'm earned actually, like, I'm not gonna lie. AJ Cole looked fine today. So yeah, it's it's like it's wild that they can still make this work, right? That they throw Travis Bergen out there and he looks good. So well, that's that's kind of what where we're at. Like it's it's wild that we're May 9th. It's Mother's Day, and we're at the point where we're like, I don't like, yeah, call up the dude who's never pitched above A because they just don't have the bodies. Like we talked about this when they didn't get the starting pitchers. That this was gonna be an issue. You know what yeah. I mean? And hey, Ray's been better than we thought. And Matt's has had moments. But Ryu's already been on the IL once. And Nate needs to be Nate. And that's not happening yet. And there's so much of the season left that there's plenty of time for him to work his way into it. But it's got to happen. You know what I mean? Especially with all the guy, like What's Anthony Bass up to? Is he even in the big I'm he's on the Marlins. I think he blew like, he? the first game of the year. He lost the closer job. Yeah, he was bad to start the year. Anthony Bass, baseball game. pitcher. You get a moment, and then it wasn't good. Such a great guy. So many positive tweets every day. Yeah. Yee, last seven Anthony games. Big for those he's been good the last... Oh, his whip's not... Yeah, okay. He hasn't been great. <laughs> he's not been good, actually. His last 15 games is 5.40 ERA and his 1.63 whip. That's a problem. It's a problem. Seven earned runs and 11 and two-thirds innings pitched. Anthony Bass ain't doing great, but who knows? Who knows? Well. It's the bullpen. It's voodoo. It's wizardry. We'll take it's the Anthony Bass, Luis Castillo reclamation projects. Luis Castillo's not a reclamation project. Um, I don't know. There's this. It's still wild to me that this team is managing to tread water and they're above 500 with all these injuries. It feels like the rest of baseballs. Are, are they getting hurt this much? Is it feels I like, like the whole that's the thing. Stars getting hurt this year. Yeah. I was having this conversation with a friend like this is insane now with the Blue Jays, the injuries. You know what I mean? Like they they do lead the league in transactions. Can I say that it's not going to get the like the recognition from the national media because it isn't Bo or Vlad or guys like that. It's those pieces that are so important to this bullpen rotation that like you're not really going to hear every day. That's the biggest issue for the Jays, though. That's their biggest strength. They're focusing on the Springer injury that, oh, their they're $150 million man's not there. They've also lost, like, three closers, and they've lost an entire bullpen. Honestly. Can I say it? Uncon- I almost rather have the three relievers back than Springer at this point because I think the offense can tread water at this point. I don't know. I Springer. know it's a hot take. Springer on one quad was out here hitting fucking. I know. I just, with the way the team's built right now and the way the bullpen is ravaged and the way our rotation can't go deep into games. I know they need they could use the three relievers more than they could use the extra bat, but it's still uh, God, it's it's wild. You know what I mean? Like this team is they're they're treading water because it seems like Vladdy's basically dragging them there and he's even cooled down. Like it's funny. He's and then he, you know, picks up a hit today. Like he starts kind of getting back into it. It's funny because even though Vladdy wasn't hitting, did he look like he was struggling at all? Still out there making great plays at first base. Like this is the Vladdy we've promised that I'm I'm kind of confident. Like I know it's early, but 
I mean, he looks he looks different, yeah. like very different. So that's encouraging. And we got T. Oscar's looking pretty good too. Putting some uh, looking. He back. seems like he's rounding into form. Yeah, I had a great game today, actually. Yeah, he was early on when no one was on Granky. He hit that like he was. He started that that whole inning. He's starting to get hot. Lourdes, we need to be talking. He's the he's new the guy, guy where Pat will be like, Pat Tabler will be like every at-bat. You know, when this guy gets going, this offense, like that's the new guy. We got it. Yeah, Lourdes is not hot at all these days. He looks uh, also, we need Buck back because Tabler is well, you not know that. good. Well, so Pat Tabler does all the road games, right? I know. I know. And so Buck does all. Games. I know. It's just. I've. I've. It, this is painful. It's really painful. I forgot how bad it was when they like mix him in, and it's getting to the point too where it's funny where you could almost see like Shulman doesn't care anymore because he's not even talking to him at the time or acknowledging his bullshit. I was listening to one of the games on the radio, like just out back, just to like have the game on. You, they, he talks through so many pitches that like, you don't want to have to catch up later, and it's like you have no hard. idea what the count is on the radio when Tabler's oh, talking. You know what I mean? Like you, like an out can happen. You'll have no idea, and then he's just like, "Oh, oh, and one," or like Shulman will be like, "Oh, one to the new batter," and you're like, "What?" It, it should, it's not his fault. <laughs> like he's a TV guy. He's not used to this. Sh- this is a Rogers issue that we should be upset with them about. Yeah, but it is fucked up that we have to deal with this. It's terrible. It's so bad. Uh, um, anything else you guys really wanted to get into uh, this week? What do we got this other- week? I think we got the Braves coming up on the road. They're, they're heading baseball. to Atlanta. That's the beginning of the series. Hopefully, they can they beat the hell out of. The I'm Braves. excited to see again. a Ryu hit. Oh uh, yeah, he was the other day. Over Ray. under on Ryu swings because I'm like 0. 0.5 is what I'm setting it at because I don't think he swings. I think he swings. You can you take that bet? He did swing. All right, we might have to. We might have to put a little. It might not be like you're not gonna put a bulb shed effort behind it, but he's gonna. You know, I don't think he's gonna swing. I'm dead serious. I don't think he's gonna. What swing. did he do with the Dodgers? Did he, he have any hitter. memorable hits there? I... The One seventy hitter, wasn't he? I don't. I don't know, but I don't know about that. Like two Jamie Jansons. <laughs> nice. uh, but yeah, they got a couple of uh, National League opponents. They play. Uh, they're gonna play Atlanta, and then they host Philly. So we'll see Bryce Harper oh, and the boys. Fun. Yeah, take advantage of that bullpen. We're gonna get Nola then. Oh Christ, probably. He pitches tonight, so we get Nola. Yes, we are gonna get oh god, that's yeah. gonna be great, Aaron Nola. That's just what this offense needs. I give all press, <laughs> get ready for the rest of the way. We crush Scherzer, uh we crush Granky. So I was I was just about to say, like Vladdy versus Nola is actually gonna be awesome, considering what he did to Scherzer. Like I started to think about that when you yeah, no, this is actually going to be awesome to watch. Just wonder uh, who you're gonna, who's gonna, he's going to be up against. That'll be interesting. Yeah, and we'll see. Does Big Nate get another start? Um, there's I off yes. days. I, I, I kind of. I've been we going back and forth on this. Anymore. We can't. Do I, th- that's days. the thing. I've been going back on forth, uh, back and forth on this because if he's making a mechanical adjustment, like that's almost something you'd rather him do in the minors. But yeah, at this point, at this point, he's kind of got to figure it out here because they don't have many options really he he kind of has to figure it out so we'll see hopefully it works uh but that's it that's all for this week of the toronto untilt blue jays podcast i'm steve artabello with anthony harris and theo yordano till next week we'll just pray that big nate is still with the team and this goes better i don't know see you guys 10ks next game oh also just get that in there